Whoa, nice overview number two. Uh, this is shot recorded straight after talking to Russell from Go Squared, previous episode probably when I upload this. Um, interesting, very interesting. I'm gonna discuss the, my my thoughts after after this this call, but um, I want to say I, I've been I'm doing this because part of the feedback I've received when I was posting this idea the idea of the podcast talk to your users uh i was hearing this suggestion that it would be very good if i would have uh, reviews or annotations or conclusions or kind of the lessons i'm drawing from these conversations somewhere somewhere i was saying how this won't be as edited because i want to put the very raw uh, conversation into the podcast i don't want to make it look edited just the full chunk with the R's and O and O and the notification sounds as they were in Russell's uh, conversation, which which are all perfectly fine because if you haven't spoken to your user or you've done it very few times, it might help for you to know that you can expect stuff like this. Or if you if you be watching the video, you see that I I had to close my window twice because first time it didn't close well. That's how conversations with users go, and there's always going to be the, the odd pet or the other stuff happening but that's fine this is how it is so i was saying these kind of annotations or conclusions i won't add them in between so that it doesn't look or it, it, it isn't as if i'm making a show uh but i'm doing it now after this conversation it won't be a habit it's probably you know that impulse you have when you're just starting out where you have more uh energy when you're just starting out on something and that slowly fizzles away i'll see how how much it fizzles or it doesn't but yeah i probably won't have this kind of interest overview i'm calling it uh, after everything but i will have them from time to time um yeah so finally down to the introspection to the overview very interesting more negative uh feedback towards a b testing which is fine i'm not I'm getting more and more evidence that I will be wasting time there. So that's good. It's better to know you're wasting time. Uh, knowing that you're going to waste time and not doing that is the second worst thing. The worst thing is actually wasting time. I'm I'm thinking there's a lot of heat in my head around what Russell said. And oh, by the way, Russell, wow, what a lovely guy. Just generally trying to be helpful. It, the, the call lasted for a bit over an hour. And uh, he's just trying his best. Like, Russell, you probably won't be listening to this, but if you do, Jesus Christ, man, I want to be like you uh, in, in with that energy of, of helping. Um, there's a lot of heat around what he said. The fact that he he really wished he would know, and I'm putting words in his mouth, but he really he wished he would know what people, what users, viewers are thinking when they're on the page and they're not not necessarily converting, but they're not doing anything. Are they just looking? Do they think it's too expensive? Do they think it's not expensive enough? Maybe they're looking for an enterprise deal. What's happening there? And I said in an effort to find out why he hasn't made any proactive uh, decision movement on this, why hasn't he set up Go Squared, which is their very own tool. They have an assistant, which is like a live chat. It's called the assistant, actually, not an assistant. It's their, their take on making a live chat. But yeah, after soon after I asked that question, I realized it's not, you know, it's not that big of a match to make something like that. That's their first, and they have that pop up. But how can I do this in a non-intrusive way? Because 
you know, you could do that. I guess Google caught up on it and is penalizing it now. That thing of where if you take your mouse outside the viewport of a of a website, there's a pop-up coming up. I've seen some people doing it for fun, like so with some uh, uh, funny stuff, but then it got tiring after the 10th or 12th uh, pop-up. And I, I, as I said, I, I would assume Google caught up on it and it's, they will be whipping you in a very not-so-nice manner if you do that. How can I do this, this thing of... That would be such valuable data. A place where people could... I can just imagine a form, but maybe it's not a form. Where people could give you their feedback. And then then it's also about qualifying. A qualifying lead. Uh, I'm not a fan of marketing speak, but this is a relevant moment to mention. It. Qualifying leads as in, is this person who's saying it's too expensive, are they the right person because maybe you've just had a huge influx from hacker news but you're just selling to designers and sure there are designers on hacker news but it's not just designers on hacker news so maybe that kind of feedback isn't relevant to you qualifying this feedback you're getting from these people and um yeah what if what if this is their fourth visit and they say it's too expensive versus they're saying it's too expensive on their first visit so that's it for this uh unexplored avenue that I, I will keep thinking of besides that what happened sort of the top highlights I want to put on the table here and discuss with you folks uh, we were talking about Russell was telling me how pricing is not their hair on fire problem which tells me negative feedback you want to have a problem that's hair on fire and obviously it has to do with timing we need to talk about when specifically they have this problem because then they might look it up on Google, find out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but pricing is not a hair on fire problem because they have worked on it. And I, I brought this up. And this confirms to me what I was saying in the first introspection, first overview uh, recording. I was saying how indie hackers are sending me to bigger companies. Well, guess what? GoSquared is one of these bigger companies. They're not humongous, but they, they are mature for sure. No doubt about it. I've, I've known them from before uh, meeting Russell online. And what was Russell saying? Uh, you know, maybe try indie hackers. That tells me that is very important. That tells me it's a no-go. Remember how in the first overview I said it's either I'm talking to the wrong people or it's a no-go? Yes, this is a point of confirmation that it's a no-go. Is it the final answer? Not necessarily. It will be the final answer if I just keep talking to people from bigger companies and they keep sending me to indie hackers or they're not giving me any kind of confirmation. But I need to make a mental note for myself. Don't get deluded with I'm talking to the wrong people. There is uh, evidence starting to accumulate around that not being true. What other highlights should I bring up? Highlight number two would be that thing of problems uh, one and two where getting more leads or more signups. I might be making a mistake here, but every startup, every every company has that problem. And uh, I guess that's why services that do cold email or stuff like that are or give you email lists and whatever. I guess that's why they're so demanded. Um, I might be making a mistake, but I would choose for the moment at least to ignore that unless I come up with an idea with a solution remember mental note it's the problem slash the solution you're looking for uh, to get attached to not the idea so maybe starting from the idea I'm, I'm starting to learn is the wrong approach um, 
I'll put that aside with the risk of possibly making a mistake because probably everybody I'll talk to will say this thing of signups or leads. Uh, what else? Yes, important highlight number three was, remember when we talked about localizing prices? He said he has gotten some evidence, but he mentioned at one point how he hasn't looked up anything online, which is very important because it might look like this is validation, but unless they're looking for something or at least asking somebody or doing something about it, it's, it's uh, despite what people might say, it just means it's not in the top three problems and you want to have a problem in the top three. Otherwise, you're just waiting for them to have that bandwidth and people don't have bandwidth. And as speaking about industries and waves, as time goes by, we have less and less bandwidth. So it might come up at one point, but that's not the type of problem that makes uh, somebody like Russell say, ah, oh, do you know what? I want to localize prices. I'll give an example. There's a company called Weglot and they what they do is you plug them in and they trans not transcribe, they translate all the content on your blog, on your websites. And uh, this is what we do now at LegitCheck. We have about a million words written and we want to offer them in Spanish, in German, in French, in languages, different languages, because they're well written and they're very useful. And uh, it's a, it's a next step into I-18 and which apparently means, I didn't even know until recently, internationalization and localization. Localization means localizing prices, what Price Unlock wants to do. And internationalization means this thing of translating your stuff in different languages, getting customer support people for, um, different, for those different languages. But it means also stuff like understanding that certain languages are written from right side to left side and changing your the operation system if you're Windows or if you're building Mac, uh, I, I guess if you're Microsoft and you're building Windows, adapting that to internationalization. But what I was saying is completely different. Pardon the digression here. What I was saying is that compare price localization to what we've done, which one day we did wake up and say, oh, what if we localize, we internationalize, sorry, our content. And then we looked it up and then we knew we got and that's intent-based. Price localization might be intent-based, but not for somebody like Russell who is looking for the next thing, the next opportunity to bump up percentages. So that was highlight number three, which is very easily mistaken as a, as a point of validation. I have to put on the table the fact that I'm also very harsh and very critical to the risk of... And, I have this thing of mentioning where I think I might be making a mistake, a, a bit of out of FOMO, out of FOMO of my biggest fear is not seeing, looking back. And I know this will happen regardless. So uh, you can't grapple with it, you can't negotiate with that. You're going to miss out some stuff eventually. But I made a quest, I made a task for myself a couple of years ago of saying, I want to mm, work on these percentages of how much stuff I'm not seeing. So for instance, I have a list personal notes list uh, of stuff I might be overlooking and I'm putting their stuff like I'm not I haven't look for instance I haven't localized internationalized the content yet which was written a year ago and then I look it up uh, 11 months later and I, I see what I might be overlooking I'm saying oh you know what this would be the right moment now because we've reached I don't know how many words written so I might be doing it 
or so this has been a practical use of it I put up a long time ago what I might have overlooked and I later found out oh this is the right moment or I'm putting stuff up there like uh, I might be working myself too hard and when I put it like this athletes sprint but then they need time to rest and I don't do that as an entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur oh, another word that I'm not a fan of as a founder uh, when I put it this way yeah maybe I am making a mistake here but because I'm putting it down on a list it makes me feel less <laughs> guilty if uh, if I have overlooked it I could at least tell myself well at least I knew so it was a conscious decision it wasn't something I haven't seen out of unconsciousness so back to the main point I was making I'm very critical and I put up stuff I put stuff on the table that I might be making a mistake with such as being too critical and maybe being too attached to the mum test sort of look people might be lying to you without knowing and you might be getting wrong confirmation validation that might waste your time so don't um, I shouldn't say don't or do what, what I'm trying actually to say is let's give myself a couple of months or years but make a bet until then uh, give myself a couple of months or years to look back and say in an overview in an introspection moment uh, have I been too harsh or was I doing it right because all this side road I've been taking for the last four minutes is a way of saying there's also a risk of me being too critical of like trying to squash every single piece of feedback being too fixated on the mum to saying look sometimes people are giving you wrong info if you if you're not asking the right questions um longer I, I took longer than I planned to with, with this thing but I hope it, it makes sense highlight number four I think this is was I want to draw your attention to the moment when I was asking him about I've given him a price point 49 a month I think I was trying to push the specific uh, side section of price unlock that would do only localization and kind of a basic thing but wor very worth pointing out he did say he was saying yes as an answer but I just haven't had the confidence from his body language that it was actually a uh, listen to my previous overview it wasn't a door open and there's a flood again probably a risk of me being too attached to something uh, magical I just gut feeling doesn't tell me that it's it was that kind of heat I was looking for. And once again, not because Russell was uh, meaning any harm. He said, yeah, but in the same, in the same way you, you say, uh, would you buy X? And you say, yeah, which basically means, yeah, on a rainy day when there's uh, a certain number of degrees outside and I have this need. And yes, it could be a yes in, in one or 5% of the days, but it's not a, oh, geez, wow, hold on, sign me up right now. Let me pre-order this. I want to put my money so I can have a say in how this product is uh, is handled, built. I want to drive this thing a bit. Sign me up right now. That's what I've done, for instance, with um, a e-friend of mine called Jim Raptus. He's made an app called Brandbird. That's Brandbird.app. Shout out, Jim. And uh, that's his Twitter is um, D double underscore Raptus. And uh, his tool was uh, is... 
very simple. You paste a, a screenshot or whatever, and you have a few controls so that the picture can be posted on Twitter. Uh, you avoid that ugly crop or uh, if you ever posted something on Twitter, you will know what I'm talking about. Twitter crops and uh, this tool also makes your your screenshot look very nice. I've even used it for mockups uh, ultimately. And I have, not instantly, but I, I don't in, impose buy stuff, but in in what would be called the impose buy relative to me, which is I need a, at least a couple of days, I have uh, bought a lifetime deal from Jim and I'm very happy now because um, I've gotten, uh, he's got his validation, he's built it and I think it's going to be an, an even greater product and it already is. But it made me say, do you know what? I want to pre-order it now, not only because of the lifetime bid and then I'm not paying X dollars a, a month, but I want to have a bit of a say in these early days when I can, I want to have a say in how this product gets developed. And I have. I said to him, um, look, you've made a command V or control V uh, shortcut for pasting a, a screenshot. I need a command C when I copy it to clipboard. And I've said that and in a couple of hours he's done it. That's because he's a great person. But even if it took a couple of days, I know this happened because I put my money and sure, he didn't have to do it. But I know it has more impact in the early days than later. So I put my money to also have voting power, if that makes sense, which isn't guaranteed, but it worked. And that's because I think it's because I put my money there in the early days. So that's how I thought of it. Um, that's the urgency that somebody has. I've seen from experience and th from, from selling myself, but also from seeing others such as Jim. That's the kind of urgency you want when you make somebody people want and need and are uh, are very interested in. In the keynote from segment.com, segment.io guys, uh, Peter Reinhardt's talk, I've mentioned this in the previous overview episode. They made this open source library and they got, okay, they've got email signups, but they've got emails from people saying, what does a brother have to do to get early access? Uh, the email was saying something, let me bring it up actually. This random person from Hacker News who bought into the idea of what these guys were building, about, were about to build, and they were only previewing and saying, popular email for early access. This person took their time out to write the following thing. What's a brother have to do to get bumped on your beta list for analytics.js, how segment was called back then. Uh, and I, I'm continuing now the quote from the email. We're a tech company, blah, blah. I geek on data. Uh, you made something for a problem I didn't have, I didn't know I have, and now really, really want to solve. And this is the most important bit. He says, I'll give you feedback and tolerate bugs like you wouldn't believe, end quote. This is the kind of excitement, the kind of readiness, the kind of, maybe it's not passion, but there is urgency in, in the need for what this product solves. Contrast that to what you might have heard in the chat with, with uh, Russell. And you see it's not close. And once again, I know I'm overstating it, but this is not any of Russell's fault. It's just confirmation. It's, it's the way it is. It's confirmation that in this shape or form, Price lock is not creating this this heat, this explosion, this thing. Um, that's it. And look, 
I was saying in the previous introspection how pre-selling for from Jason Cohen with WP Engine or from Ben Orenstein with Tuple was easier for people to imagine and maybe that's what helped. But look at this, analytics.js, what segment became, um, is, no, what, the other way around, whatever. This was a bit harder to imagine. It was easy to imagine, but it, it wasn't perfect, nothing like it existed before. So I'm I'm battling my overview number one episode self by saying, look, here's an example of something that is uh, novel, but people get excited about it. Why? Because of the problem it solves. People might not know what product you're making. You might be making something where there's already competition or you might be innovating. But something people will always know if you're building something worth building, what people will always know is the problem they have and how much it hurts. And if it hurts a lot, they're really going to know it uh, and it's going to come up to mind real quick for them. I guess that's it for this introspection. I don't have anything else to, to add. Um... Very interesting chat with with Russell and further evidence that the road I was going on blindlessly, the road I would have been going on if I wouldn't speak to people and have these introspections and probably get some of the feedback from you guys, the people who are listening, uh, would have been a road where, a dark road, I'll just call it that, a bit of a waste of time, a, a bit more of a waste of time. That's it. Thank you for being here. Uh, let me know what you think. This is the first time I'm I'm applying the feedback people were giving me on the idea of do some analysis of the talks you have. Let me know what you like, what's useful, what's not useful so I can cut it out. Um, cheers. Goodbye.